Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, God of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who all bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is a great example of artists and designers from around the world. Episode 172, we feature Neil Paling. Uh, really excited about this one to share with you because we feel really blessed for the opportunities to connect with folks from literally around the world. Uh, Neil comes to us by way of Sweden. He was recommended to us from our friend uh, Daryl Denecker, who you may remember from episode 158. And the recommendations that we get, especially from other artists and designers, are really powerful and meaningful to us because the mutual respect and the idea that, oh, well, I know you spoke to me, but you really have to talk to this person. And I think that is just, uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. I think to be comfortable to want to have somebody else share in the spotlight or be uh, their story shared with others is just really a, a really wonderful. And what really is kind of the, one of the foundation pieces or, or pillars that we're doing here at the, the 16 ounce canvas. You are listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Uh, this is episode 172. If you want to follow along with Neil, it's Neil Paling on uh, Instagram, N-E-A-L-E, P-A-Y-L-I-N-G. And if you go to his page, you can find the, the links in on our page to Steve Brigette's, the, the brewery there. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, we, we would butcher it, and so we're not even going to, really not going to even try for you. So th- Neil's story is really great because it's a... Uh, it's unintended. It, it, it kind of just happened. Uh, you know, later on, a little spoiler, you know, we're asking for career advice. And it's kind of interesting because Neil, when he looks back, he realizes that the journey that he was on and where he ended up, you know, today is not where he intended his younger self to be. And so I think it's really nice. You know, I think if you listen and let things happen, you know, organically or, you know, unexpectedly in, in a positive way, that a lot of cool stuff, you know, can really happen to you. A lot of our guests are excited uh, to be here at times. Some aren't. It's uncomfortable sometimes. They're not really sure, you know, what to expect or how they're going to, um, you know, be received or just the idea of talking about yourself for a while. It doesn't always uh, feel like a natural or comfortable thing. And, you know, surprise, surprise, some folks actually, you know, turn us down because of that for, for whatever reason, whether it's just you know, anxiety or uncomfortableness. So we really just like the idea of celebrating somebody's story, them, you know, looking back on their, their journey and how they got here. And I think this is just a really cool example of that, especially for a brewery where we've never had any of their beer, but we really like the labels. We really enjoy, you know, Neil's uh, vibe, his nature, his paintings, and they're definitely something that we would love to, you know, to have in the studio and, and to celebrate. So this is a really fun episode for us because it's truly about the art and the artists and the designers and not about the beer. You know, we love beer. We enjoy it. Uh, I know I sound like Brett Kavanaugh, but it's really just about that. It's about their process, about who they are, you know, what they're coming from, what they're doing. And it's beautiful. We're really blessed. I think now while we're all, you know, depending where you are in the world or when you're listening to this, we're in the midst of uh, COVID and, you know, the shit show that that is, the dumpster fire and other unoriginal metaphors that we could, you know, share with all of you. But to connect with folks and just see where they are and to have this snapshot of where we are in life, I think it's just a, a really, you know, wonderful thing. And, you know, there's definitely weeks where I'm, 
really reaching or, or hoping to, to connect with folks. And so uh, if you want to reach out, please feel free to do so. AJ at 16OZCanvas.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 16OZCanvas. That's also our hashtag. We try to keep things really simple and uniform for you. Smarter, not harder. And also, if you're an artist or know somebody who's an artist and you'd like them to be featured in a future episode, please don't hesitate to reach out and use that hashtag. We will find you. We take a lot of pride in the, the works that are part of that and how it's kind of continued to, to grow over time. When we started this, we tried to find a name that was unique and original and that we could you know grow together. And we really have uh, been really lucky to do that. We have a few more episodes coming up for season 15. Season 16, we're going to do a, a couple of special things. And concurrently, we're also booking you know, season, seven, season 17. So please don't hesitate you know, to reach out. Um, we're coming to the, the trail end of what we, you know, we're calling Sober October. Uh, with that, you know, we have our sponsor, Athletic Brewing. They're based here in Connecticut, in Stratford, Connecticut, and most recently have expanded the, the business uh, to San Diego, California athleticbrewing.com non-alcoholic beer that tastes really good that it's refreshing and definitely you know one of the things that was probably the hardest for me it was one of the easier times we've done this whether we've done january for dry you know dryuary or sober october this time it really the, the thing it was more the ritual it was even kind of editing you know thursdays grabbing a beer relaxing, you know, doing it. And they're really refreshing. They're delicious, you know, from a hike, having it post or, you know, what have you. And, you know, waking up the next morning, not feeling like shit. So if you're interested, you're curious, if you order two more six packs, it's free delivery. Go on their website, uh, use the code CANVAS25 and receive 25, excuse me, receive 25% off of your order. It's that simple. 25% 25% you really can't you really can't beat that you know give it a shot you know we really are you know we've tried you know six or seven different ones this month and think it's just a really great offering and I think it really fills a, a void in a space that's really I think it's really important right now so athletic brewing canvas 25 let's get into it this is episode 172 Neil Paling Stieg Brigettes 16 ounce canvas let's do this cheers my friends Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Care for Your podcast. Very excited to have us today checking in from Gothenburg, Sweden. We're very happy to have with us today Mr. Neil Paling. Uh, we actually came to learn of Neil from one of our previous guests, uh, a friend, a mutual friend now, Daryl Denecker. But uh, he was raving uh, about your, your work, Neil, and so we had to get you on and made the, the introduction. And you know, diving into your work uh, for uh, Stieg Beretz. Uh, has been really, really great. And for folks following along at home, it's Neil, N-E-A-L-E, Paling, P-A-Y-L-I-N-G on Instagram. And then from there, you can uh, find links to the uh, the brewery's uh, page and website. But uh, you know, thanks so much for, for being here, Neil. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much. Really, really great to be here. Oh, yeah. I, I'm really excited because A, when somebody makes a recommendation, it makes my life easier. Uh, so it's always good. But then just kind of that that six degrees of separation i feel like we're trying to you know build a community and there's all these great artists and designers around the world and so i really i really admire your work i really love the the focus on you know nature and your paintings and so i'm just excited to to talk to you today cool cool yeah thanks again oh 
No, it was, it Hopefully, was, I can think of someone I can recommend. Oh yeah, that'd be, that, so yeah, that, yeah. We should do that, right? That'd be a great like. Oh yeah, tell a friend and tell a friend. And so yeah, that's how we yeah we gain one listener at a time around the world, and it, you know it grows from there. So, so yeah. as I said, I really I really enjoy your paintings. Um, this is the the part if you, you said you've listened a few times, so you've been warned, but that you kind of have to talk about yourself a little bit. Kind of uh, you know if you follow along on Instagram, you can see kind of the the progression of your art with some of the earlier, you know, pencils and you know, charcoal work, and now you're 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 really vivid and you know, nature-based paintings. Kind of uh, what's your what's your story, Neil? How did you kind of find your your creative uh, your creative passion? Yeah, um, I get. I mean, it's interesting you bring up that you looked at the Instagram, the kind of uh, development there, because it's it kind of starts at the beginning where it was around the time I moved to Sweden, it was around the time I moved, I started working with Steve Barrett's. So style I have today is really I've kind of developed it at the same time like I, I didn't really have it before I started working with the brewery um but um I guess maybe I, I can start even earlier than that and go back to <laughs> uh the beginning of the story of Neil um the beginning so, of Neil yeah exactly <laughs> yeah because you mentioned uh, you before when we spoke before that uh similar to Daryl you're, you're actually not you're not from Sweden so you're kind of uh an, imp an import, uh, which is, yep. so, you know, yeah, take us back as far as you're willing to go. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think like a lot of people that do this kind of thing, I, I drew a lot as a kid, um, like uh, drawing competitions and that kind of thing with my siblings, well, my brother, and trying to impress our parents with who could draw the best cartoons and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of naturally evolved into art being my kind of favorite lesson at school. Um, art and maths, I guess, were what I enjoyed the most, and I like would get good grades and felt like this was my thing. Um, until about, uh, I don't know what grade you'd call it in the US, but in, in England, when you turn 16, 17, you can either, uh, well, you can leave school if you want and go get a job, or you can uh, continue studying um, in a, something called sixth form or like a college, like in between school and university and you you like focus on three or four subjects um and i, I chose art and maths and uh this like product design and uh it um which seems like my my things um and then spent kind of the, the year of art class not not really kind of getting it i don't think i think like the, the everyone else kind of went up a level um but i kind of sat there um like honestly, I, I would I was just redrawing like my favorite album covers, <laughs> so like I'd be just copying like Pink Floyd albums and uh, Radiohead albums, just 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 copying them <laughs> on on paper, and thinking that that would get me get me through school. Um, and obviously that that's not what they they want really. <laughs> they kind of want like creativity and uh, artistic creation kind of um which i really wasn't doing so i ended up with an e um in art uh, which is kind of a, a huge like wake-up call that maybe maybe that really kind of wasn't the route for me um so so i dropped dropped art and uh, continued uh, with the other subjects and got um got like average grades in maths as well um but it kind of felt like I, i'd heard of graphic design that it was a a job or a, something you could study um and 
applied, uh, got into uh, Huddersfield University and studied uh, graphic design for three, four years. Um, and even then, I don't think I, I really, I don't think I really got it either. But I, I made I made a lot of friends and uh, uh, did a lot of socializing and paid my tuition fees. Um, and yeah, I guess it was kind of worth it in a way. Um, and it got me a job in the end, um, where I was kind of working mostly with uh, sort of advertising in construction. So like nothing, nothing like the stuff I do today, but a job that, that was kind of nice. Um, um, and I guess I was there for two years, um, wasn't really getting anywhere there. And then, then like, I guess this is where the story takes, takes a turn. <laughs> um, it's, it's when I met uh, my now uh, girlfriend, Clara, who's from Sweden. Yeah, so, so I, met, I met Clara um, and she, we lived together for a year uh, while I was working this job, but I kind of felt like I needed a change and she wanted to move back to Sweden, which felt like kind of perfect uh, timing for me to kind of spread my wings and try something new. So I moved to Sweden and couldn't speak Swedish, uh, had a hard time getting a job. Um, I think it's maybe like six months or so of sort of doing like a little bit of freelance work, but not, not really enough to support myself um, until um, through uh, like Clara's dad's partner's daughter, I got in touch with Stigbergets. <laughs> they were like just, just starting the brewery. I think, I don't know how long they've been going, but they, they didn't have any any labels or anything like that. Um, they, I th what they did have was stuff they'd kind of like downloaded from the internet, <laughs> like <laughs> retro labels, and they just like changed the name of whatever like the old brewery was and just writ Stig Barrett's. <laughs> so it was like Stig Barrett's Pilsner was just some random uh, label they found. Uh, but they were only selling in like the, their own, uh, they, they kind of started everything because they wanted to sell beer in their restaurant. They were to begin with just restaurant okay. owners uh, they, they had a, a restaurant in town which they still have oh, um, which um, yeah so it wasn't really such a problem they, I mean they were making such small quantities and I guess nobody was really checking them out for copyright uh, issues and whatnot um, but yeah I, I came in I guess at the, just the right time because they needed someone to do labels and uh, I was kind of in a position where I needed some work and even though I, mean, I had no like portfolio to speak of to show like that kind of stuff, I just had like brochures and websites that I'd done for like construction companies and like re really just not not that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they, they took a chance on me, and um, like I say, I, it's really from when I started working with them that my like the style that I have today is kind of developed organically with, with them um in a way yeah because um, even the stuff i did for the beginning with them I don't, I don't think there's a lot of it on my instagram actually because it's like even that i'm not that <laughs> sort of proud of anymore but it was like a lot of um stuff i do it like a lot of stuff on the computer um like in, working in illustrator and i was trying to get things to look kind of vintage ish but but doing them digitally um and not not really getting there but kind of making something that that worked for what they needed they didn't really have like i say they had nothing <laughs> so 
they were just happy to have uh, they could do that. Um, I mean, I think that's really great. I mean, obviously the the fact that you thought you weren't going to, I mean, with school and stuff, you know, some folks, you know, you, you thought that it might not be for you, you know, and you kind of uh, went a different way. Like my background, I, I was, I started my career in IT, right? And so and now I'm uh, more of like a out and about type uh, extrovert salesperson. But, you know, first yeah. eight or nine years of my career, I was in <clears throat> IT doing databases and all this kind of uh, very, uh in personal stuff and so now that like i'm more known for being outgoing and i don't know it's just i like to look at like the whole you know the path of stuff and where you are and then right place right time and i think that um even where i live you know I, i'm i'm from uh, philadelphia here in the states but i live in uh, connecticut which is about you know two and a half hours away but you know what we do for love right you know i, I didn't think i'd after university i think i'd stick around here and you know we're coming up on on 20 years now i've lived in this area so yeah. i totally uh I totally feel for you on that one. I think it's great. Yeah, and definitely. I, just moving, moving from a place to another place just opens so many possibilities and like gets you out of dead end things, I guess. Yeah, and you just went for it. I mean, it's I, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's kind of uh, just kind of you know the idea. You just kind of went for it, and you know, and uh, things weren't maybe work. That, that chapter, that first chapter of uh, of the Sweden story, probably wasn't going so great. You know, you're saying with with work and finding stuff. And now yeah. you mentioned your Sweden, your Swedish was was bad. Has it improved, or can you? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, like I've been here seven years now, um, and I think after after being here two and a half, three years, like I got I got a job. Like I haven't, I don't, I, it wasn't just freelancing for all this time. I, I have had a like a day job as well, um, doing like ad agencies, um, working as like a designer or art director kind of thing. Um, but th there I, I went, applied for a job where um, everybody spoke Swedish and it was like not, not, in, not even in Gothenburg, it was kind of in another town a little bit further away. So it was kind of, you needed to be able to speak Swedish. So in I, I was kind of okay at Swedish and I, I decided that like, in the interview that I would I would I would only speak Swedish <laughs> um, even though like it was kind of a bit uh, rough around the edges and they were kind of like are you sure you want to take this interview in Swedish we can speak English and I was like no I want to I want to um, speak Swedish and it and it kind of worked and they they I got that job and then I think just just being being there and working for like three years and just speaking Swedish has got me kind of to a level where like now I can say I'm fluent, but um, that's awesome. It's really kind of again like a, a bit of a fake it till you make it uh, situation there. Yeah, I uh, I had a summer. It was before college where I lived in Mexico and my Spanish that was probably the best. Like you just kind of have to dive in and yeah. obviously, and I think also I think just locally and you know culturally, I think it's a huge sign of respect when you try to speak the you know, the, the language of, of the, you know, the people, even if it's a little choppier, I think it carries along, you know, I think it means a lot more to people. Yeah. I found it's also, it's also kind of, <laughs> it's a good little trick. Like, um, if let's say I'm, I'm stood in a room presenting something to a client or something and, and, and I don't, I don't have the, the right words to explain something or like, I don't have an answer to something. I can just pretend that I don't understand <laughs> the Swedish. <laughs> Uh, there you go. I've done that so many times. <laughs> nice. If you're listening, it was nothing personal. He's just oh, trying no, to learn. No. Yeah. So yeah, when you st when you started working with the brewery, 
that the logo did is were you part of that logo the that yeah. kind of the circle and which i think is really hey i think it's great i think and also you're saying trying to have like a classic you know look kind of uh, archival style i think that you know the big lettering and, and what have you is really is classic and that circle is really oh it's, yeah it's really versatile it. that's that's not like the um i mean i guess it's kind of a logo but uh, the the logo that we we use mostly is it's like just it just it's just steve barrett's in kind of a in the cursive yeah the cursive that's like mm-hmm. the main logo but okay. i guess you, you're referring to the this where it's like steve barrett's and then um you, you have the body under like yeah. A circle in the middle. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of become. We kind of have two logos. Yeah. <laughs> so you're totally right in saying that. Um, um, but that, that, yeah, that that came. When did that come? That must have come in around 2016, 17, maybe. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was just like the cursive thing, which I also was um, made um, when I when I first met Steve Bates. Yeah, I think it's great. I think this, they're they're both great because I think their vers- their their versatility and they can just sit on top of everything. And but the circle, how you've reused it for different you know different textures and, and patterns, I think make that's what I really like about it. It's kind of I don't know. I always find like simple things are are amazing when you like you don't realize how how many cool things you can kind of do or, or play with it and use that circle as kind of like a badge, which I like. Oh, definitely. Uh, circles are great as well. I love circles. <laughs> yeah, me. Oh, yeah, me it's too. Like, I always find myself. Yeah, doodling. Yeah, yeah, doodling. Yeah. So, we talked about kind of the evolution, and like I think that you can just see in your work the like the painting, you know. And you're mentioning using digital. Kind of what are the the tools that you're you're using to you know create your art? Um. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a lot of acrylic uh, paint. Um, more so now than I mean, it's, it, again, that's like gradually developed from beginning, where like I say, I was doing stuff in Illustrator, and then that's kind of been more phased out. And now I'm pretty much do everything with acrylic. Um, and then I will either if it, it depends how big it is, like if it's if it's quite small, if it's like A3 or even A2, if I'm re- really feeling uh, brave, I- I'll scan it in. Like if it's if it's A2, then I'll scan <laughs> like four quarters. Like you know, I scan one corner, scan the next corner, scan the next corner, scan the next corner, and then sit and stitch them together. Uh, which is kind of a pain, but it it works. <laughs> um, so I, I have like a, a little a little A4 scanner that I I've started carrying around with me wherever I go um, in my backpack. Um, that's so great. Yeah, one of our other Rich. guests, they carry, they have a scanner. They use it for textures, and they yeah. said like it's a ver- it's pretty versatile. And they were like, they'd be at a pub or just kind of like in somebody's apartment and see a tile or a pattern, and just like they said, so they their friends would come around the corner. And they'd be on their you know, hands and knees like scanning the floor oh, for for like that's cool. yeah for like yeah. for creating textures. Yeah, they do the labels for uh, cloud water. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So it's, it was kind of cool, kind of cool to realize that like they just said they have a files and files of just textures and things that they saw and you know they've made it kind of like a you know just part of like a, almost like a game or a project whenever they're out so i thought that was great yeah that's genius <laughs> gonna have to steal that <laughs> yeah exactly right i think that uh i think it's it's yeah if you're carrying it around with you i think you're already committed to the the importance of the scanner so i think it's great exactly yeah so yeah after i mean after i scan or like if it's if it's too big like so, like recently i've, I've been painting I kind of got got into. I really like painting stuff big 
it's like I don't know why <laughs> it's just there's just something more fun about it I, I guess it's a little bit easier as well you have to paint more surface but you, it's kind of more forgiving like the, all the details so you can use mm -hmm. a bigger brush and so so th those ones I, I take a picture of and then bring them into the computer that way um, and there's quite a lot of quite a lot of editing in in Photoshop as well um, pretty much every, every label I do gets gets pretty heavy Photoshop treatment um, although again I'm trying to do a little bit less of that because I realized that um, it's kind of nice to have a, a finished painting that is the same as the label <laughs> so if I, if I spend too long uh, fixing things and move, like if I move things around then I have to move it on the painting otherwise the painting is like uh, I don't know like a sketch <laughs> like it's like suddenly there's like a disparity there it doesn't really make sense so I'm try, trying to get better at just painting things so that they're finished, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's part of that progression. I think, right. We, sometimes we depend on the tools to kind of fix things or the inference that this mistake, quote unquote, or whatever, you know, it needs yeah. to be, needs to be fixed. But I think a lot of times some of the greatest things that we do in life, right. Are, are, are not planned and mistake, whatever so they would be considered a mistake at some point or, or whatever, or, an error and then you know here you are so i think that that's probably just you know you getting more confident and comfortable that you're you know that you are an artist and a designer no definitely I, I, like when you say when you say the word mistakes that's like a super uh, relatable like i i think if if i look at like the way that i've developed the way i paint stuff i think like i, st I started painting with when i when i started working with steve Barrett's. it's like nothing that i could really say that i was any good at before so i kind of worked with my own limitation like like that I wasn't that I, I mean I, I didn't feel that I was very good at painting but I felt like it kind of gave a cool effect that like I was doing these like pretty simple paintings and it was on a beer label and it kind of like it becomes a like a visual I don't know I, I mean it's hard for me to judge my own stuff but it's yeah I definitely get the impression that you're uh, your own worst uh, critic for for good or for bad and Hey, whatever that, whatever that was that, you know, whatever that drive or that push or the critique of yourself, it's got you to this point. And so I think that, you know, I think that, uh, I think that the, the work is great. I mean, like I said before, I really love the, the nature pieces and, you know, the, the, the birds that you're, you know, yeah. that you're representing. And I, 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 it's nice when you show the painting and then you see it as a label, which is kind of, uh, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it really works, you know, for me. And again, folks, if you want to follow along with Neil's work, uh, Neil Paling, N-E-A-L-E, P-A-Y-L-I-N-G, and you can kind of really see the, his paintings, even doing, uh, I have to ask, you're doing wood carvings? I mean, you're kind of all over, oh, yeah. you're kind of just, you're in, you're just diving in and finding your, uh, your happy place. Yeah, I just noticed there's some nice little little mal uh, little rat you know wood carving that you've done which i think is oh, yeah, is amazing yeah. i think just kind of that whole that another art format is uh is mind-blowing i think that the one shot you have where you see all the the pieces that are kind of carved out just really kind of shows the the amount of work that has to go into it yeah i mean I, that's like just a hobby i don't really know what i'm doing them for but i've like joined a, a woodworking club <laughs> Um, that I go to on Saturdays um, and just um, make these birds, but I haven't really worked out what what I'm doing with them yet. <laughs> but uh, I, I just got finished with a like um, you know the the seagull label mm -hmm. that I've done, um, which I've made it like it's like 
uh, what can it be 15 centimeters high and like really well sanded and 3d which again i don't know why i've done it but it, it's kind of just just fun to experiment with uh, doing stuff in 3d yeah i think yeah i mean you can always uh, they do like the the prints like the like you kind of i guess roll the paint over it and then you press it down on the canvas and make you know prints it that way is kind of cool uh, oh yeah who knows? I mean, like I said, you, you've kind of just been going with it and letting kind of the universe, you know, instruct <laughs> you. And yeah, you weren't, like you said before, you weren't painting before you started working with the brewery. And now you're, you know, you yeah, even have your, uh, another site you can check out is, uh, birds of wisdom, you know, which I think oh. is, is, you <laughs> yeah, know, is another hobby, right? Birds underscore yeah, of yeah. underscore wisdom. And it's these, you know, birds by the, by the, the water or in the, you know, mountains and kind of a uh, little life, uh, you know, advice or mantras and stuff like that, which I think are great. You know, it's kind of, I, I was reading this morning while I was having my coffee and it was kind of like, ah, it's a good way to start the day. I gotta, like, I gotta find a, you know, I gotta, I gotta take them and, you know, one at a time and take them in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those it's uh, me, me and a friend, he, he, he looks up the, the, the quotes, but they're not, they're not original quotes. Um, and I, and I paint a little bird for them, but oh yeah, that, 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 that I had big dreams for that, but I haven't really, followed it up i should I should get back on that yeah now what is the bird quote correlation like do you just like or is it do you already have the bird painted and then you're just kind of putting a quote in there or oh those ones um yeah. eh, it's a little bit of a mix i guess well, i mean well, chicken of the yeah, egg. Yeah. it's hard to say that there really is a connection <laughs> they're pretty much just paired at random <laughs> yeah but I mean, sometimes it, it becomes kind of you can read in a meaning i guess but now, have you, are you always like, a, are you, a, I mean, because birds are kind of uh, appear a lot in your work. Is that something that's kind of one of your, when you're out in nature, you're, you're <laughs> like a casual bird watcher? What kind of, what's the, uh, what's the fascination or, you know, interest with, with all the birds? Yeah. Again, and like, again, I, um, I didn't have an interest in birds before <laughs> I worked with Steve Bates. Um, and I didn't have one for a long time, but I mean, I mean, I, I drew this, um, painted this, seagull uh, which turned out to be like the easily stigmat's most uh be like best-selling beer um and still is i think um and after that like it was it was more that i drew that i painted that because there's a lot of seagulls in gothenburg <laughs> and this beer was supposed to be uh like um, west coast it's kind of a bit of a joke that it's the swedish west coast it's not it's not a west coast ipa it's actually um a New England IPA. I mean, now I'm saying it's a joke. I think I think it started off. The original brew was a West Coast IPA, and then they changed the recipe, but they didn't change the name. So, it we actually we actually changed the, the cans now. So it, it says Scandinavian West Coast. Uh, so because I I think it it doesn't sell as well outside of Sweden, because people don't really get it. Like they they'll drink it and it's like this is an ipa this is a like a new england style it doesn't make sense um but uh yeah we'll see if just adding the word scandinavian can help <laughs> well, those export sales yeah because for i was i was saying to a friend the other day like now that the idea of new england ipa is kind of like a beer style living in new england like oh yeah it, it was weird because that was just like okay, these this kind of uh, radius of breweries make this you know this is their style of their their interpretation of the IPA, and so that was a weird period of time because it was like everyone was like, well, they're not really IPAs, they're they're this, and so then like 
it just kind of organically became okay these are new england ipas and then and then whatever those beer events or conferences do they made it a, a style for judging and so it's kind of a, it's been a yeah so that was kind of that was interesting because now like i remember i was in uh the netherlands and they had it was like a, a new england ipa was like the, the description of one of the beers and it was like that's just like super weird it was just super weird yeah like, yeah yeah but i i guess i mean do you call it new do you just call it ipa <laughs> wait, wait, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think i'm trying to think some of them will do i mean if the menu has a large amount of them they might mm. like they use the like instead of uh like DIPA for double, they'll use any IPA in like the yeah. like the brief. But I think, yeah, I think that um, it's kind of, inf it's almost become like inferred. You have to go out of your way to say like uh, West Coast or, you know, classic style. And so, but it was, it was nice. Like I was in California, like, I, I don't know, it feels like years ago now with all that's going on, but, and just having like a, a classic, you know, West Coast IPA. Yeah, uh, it just felt like it was just oh, this is a nice treat. Or when somebody has that, I'll I'll, I'll get that once in a while because you get you get beer sometimes that you're even wondering if it's really beer anymore. It's like a juice. Like that's the whole new fad here. We have like these like juice beer smoothie. Like it's kind of, I mean, it's very approachable if you're not a beer. Like if you're not like a classic beer drinker, but it's uh, it's definitely interesting. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think the smoothie thing is quite made it over here. I, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's weird because then there's a whole other divide because the way some of them do it and again i don't know a ton about brewing but if they they have to use fruits and so if they don't there's a technique that they have to utilize and if they don't um which some do and some don't if it the beer gets isn't kept cold then it'll re-ferment with the fruits and then it causes pressure in the can and the cans will explode and so it's like okay. yeah i had one i had that happen in my my dining room and i still have like a pollock painting on my ceiling that i need to get fixed but yeah Oh well, at least you got that for free, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, it was. It was. You just heard this like pop from across the house, and it was. Yeah, uh, I see it. <laughs> and like my kid was like covered in beer. I definitely didn't win Parent of the Year that day. Yeah. No, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, the question. What you asked me, like birds, like the interest in birds. Where did yeah. that come from? And and it's like I say, I didn't have an interest in birds before. It was just I did that label, and then the brewery just kind of kept asking for like new birds. Like sometimes like the brief for a beer for me will be just like, um, Nils, the guy, the guy who gives me, briefs me at Steve Bates, he'll just say, uh, can I have a flamingo? <laughs> and that's, that's the brief. Um, and it's just become kind of a thing. Um, that really wasn't my intention from the start, but, um, yeah, I guess now I like birds. Uh, I actually kind of got into it. Like, yeah, we, we speak, we play a, a quite a few board games at home. Um, and it's a game called Wingspan. I don't know. Have you heard of that? No, but we're a board it's, game family, so I'm going to oh, write yeah. that down. Yeah, definitely. Look it up. It's um, it's like a, a card game where you you try to like um, get birds into your aviary. Like eat, everyone has their own aviary, and you're supposed to kind of get in these birds. And there's like two hundred different uh, little like playing cards with like a unique bird on each one <laughs> so i've kind of learned all these different types of birds now so when i am out in the forest thanks to this uh game and like the stigbirds thing i've kind of started like 
trying to identify the threats. <laughs> I, I see Neil with like his little binoculars, yeah, and just like yeah, yeah out there. I'm so close to buying binoculars. Uh, <laughs> please do. Yeah, please do. Yeah. No, yeah. If you, I looked it up on the online. It's like the beautiful bird on the yeah. on the box with the wings, you know, wingspan. So yeah, that might be. Might have yes. to add that to a, a holiday shopping list because yeah, it looks like a, yeah. My wife's a science teacher, and my oh, her whole all the whole family is. I mean, I was uh, kind of talking about schooling. Like, I was terrible at science. It's almost like a, the universe is like playing a trick on me. Like I'm learning. Uh, like seventh and eighth grade science IDs, at, you know, in my forties, and now they're finally making sense to me. Uh, so it's uh, I don't know, it's a cruel it's a cruel trick, but I've definitely come to appreciate you know uh, nature a little more than I you know my family never went camping, and so you know my wife loves camping, and so it's kind of like this you know juxtapose of you know my my former and my current life, but it's uh, yeah it's great. So I, that's why yeah I really like I really like it uh, you know the use of birds, and I, I think there's a you had a post, I think, probably late uh, end of last year, where you're kind of talking to the seagull about how you know I painted you. I painted <laughs> you like four plus. Yeah, I thought I was I was cracking yeah. up because I like a the framing of the photo. I think is great too with the you know, and I just think it's really oh, yeah. funny that like why'd you paint me like this? Um, yeah, yeah, because that's all I could do. I, I was just learning how to paint with acrylics. <laughs> And we are back. You're listening to episode 172, Neil Paling, Steve Brigette's 16-ounce canvas. Great story. I mean, I wish I was immersed in learning another language. You know, we've talked about my time, you know, in Holland, but my uh, Dutch was, I think it was uh, like Dutch beaches or something like that. I think we figured out how to get, you know, beer, say please and thank you, and maybe a few other things. And then there's a period of time where, I was trying to teach myself uh, through my team in India, uh, Hindi, which was just more out of a sign of respect. I think probably the most other language period in my life was when I lived in you know, Tijuana for a summer. That was probably my most fluent uh, Spanish period. But, you know, as you've listened each week, you know that sometimes my grasp of the, you know, of the English language is, is questionable at times. So... It's a great episode, a good story. I think that you know what they're doing is really cool. I really like the the natural nature, uh, which is to say that five times fast, natural nature, and the birds are really just kind of to hear how it evolved and grew and something that he wasn't necessarily into. But then when you look at you know the birds of wisdom and all these little things, and you know when you see his wood carvings and his paintings and his labels and kind of you know it's it's a super heavy you know nature nature vibe uh, for something that wasn't really a, a huge nature person so i just really i really enjoyed the episode it was really easy really relaxed uh, it was kind of how we hope they all go you know just that that human connection the ability to to learn and to share stories together and see where things are and yeah, like I said, like we always say, the only way these could be better is if they were, you know, over a few, few cold ones together in person and just kind of, you know, the laughs, you know, from day turn into night and, you know, adventures and hijinks uh, ensue. So we're hoping we'll get to try some of those, but we got a lot more of this episode for you. We hope that you're, you know, enjoying, you know, this, this story, this adventure, you know, having insight into a, a new brewery 
which I think is just really just a, you know, one of the great things about, you know, beer is how it does, you know, bring everybody to together. And that's one of the things that you really take away from this episode is there's, you know, while we're all different, we have a lot in common and we're connecting with folks and we don't even know. And so we have a lot of differences locally, geographically, you know, politically, as we're about to embark on the probably one of the biggest elections in our lifetimes and just, you know, getting two people who maybe talk for, you know, five to 10 minutes, you know, before an episode starts. And that's really what, and then you, and that's what we're sharing with you is just kind of that, that human, you know, that connection of two folks coming together and it's, uh, it's been really successful. So I think this is another great episode. You know, Neil Paling, you follow along with his adventures on Instagram, Neil, N-E-A-L-E, Pay, P-A-Y-L-I-N-G. And from there, you can go see Stieg Brigette's uh, uh, brewery, their information, and then follow the site and see all the great merch and, you know, cool things that he and, you know, they are doing uh, together, which is just really exciting. And we got a few friends now in Sweden. You know, we have him and Daryl and Carl and just several, you know, other folks that we've, we've connected with, so... One day, one day, one day, and it will all happen. So we're just putting things out in the universe and hoping for positive things to come back. And we feel that, you know, we're really blessed and we're hopefully, you know, doing something that you're enjoying. So let's get back into it. It's a great episode. It's a good story. It's just uh, something that I think really will, uh, will really resonate with people. I think it's just nice to, to listen and you know take it all in. So sit back, relax, do whatever it is that you do or wherever it is you listen to us and let us know. Where do you listen to us? What is your ritual? You know, we've gotten some really cool feedback from folks who really look forward to it. You know, it used to be part of their their daily commute on Fridays or on their way home after, you know, a long day uh, at school. Uh, you know, we've appreciate all the teachers out there and frontline workers. And, you know, if you're out there and, and listening, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just, uh, yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you. So let's get into it. Part two, Neil Paling. Steve Brigitte's 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Cheers. Now you mentioned you get like, okay, painted bird is the brief. How is the process, you know, working with the brewery in terms of coming up with, you know, concepts for, for the labels? Uh, yeah. Um, like I, I, I tried to think about this question. I thought like, have I ever come up with like totally a concept for a beer? I, I don't think I have. I think like pretty much always get, a name um, from the brewery, which is usually from, like I say, Nils or maybe like one of the brewers um, who's had an idea and got a name, or, or maybe sometimes uh, the brief for me will just be, um, oh, it's a it's an IPA at seven percent, or it's a stout eleven percent, and it's got chocolate in it or whatever, and then I'll just kind of come up with some ideas based on that um and then sometimes like i'll present those ideas and then they'll just add a name or either they'll come with a name and i'll do something that kind of matches the name um but it's, it's kind of a bit of a mix um so some of the labels like like you like you were talking about the the, the kind of logo ish one there's the, where it's seeing it's around the the circle mm-hmm. um and though there's a few of us that i can't like that style just um mostly typography um maybe like a graphic element but not not so much like a a scene or a character or anything and, and a lot a lot of those kind of labels are often that 
it comes from the brewery. They they have like maybe they've seen some uh, some old album cover or something and that had like a I think it was something that had a circle on it and the text was around it and it was like oh we like this can you do something kind of like this um, and I'll just do my interpretation of it and mm-hmm. apply the text in a style that feels like like me or like more like, like Steve Barrett's um, feeling. Um, so there's, there's, there's kind of a mix, which I, I, I kind of like that it's not, not all on me. Like some, it's kind of nice sometimes to just get a super specific brief and just, just do it. Because, because I, I do really enjoy the actual, the making side of it. Um, like I say, I've, I've, I've worked quite a bit like at ad agencies recently and like the, the whole process of concept and ideas like I can I can't do it and I, I do enjoy it but I'm, I'm much more at home with the the actual doing and making and throwing color and shapes around kind of hmm. rather than the working from the ground up now with that the circle kind of logo uh logo number two we'll call it or the alternate logo yeah. do you have a name do you is there something you call that like is there something that like when you say we should use this. Is there like, what do you, do you have a reference for that? Hmm. Well, it started with the beer that we call new and improved. Uh, so I guess I would call it new and improved circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, new and improved is kind of an, an interesting one um, because it's, it's also kind of like a tongue in cheek uh, reference to a, a beer that we did earlier. We, we made a beer in 2016, which was part of Gothenburg beer week, uh, which was an IPA, um, like a New England IPA, where at a time when that really wasn't popular, it wasn't really a thing in 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 Sweden. Now it's not huge. Like everyone's a New England brewery, which must right. be so weird to you. But um, like back then, it was kind of new and it was like really really good. And it was part of this event, and it just got so much, uh, like won all the festival awards and that kind of thing, and got super high ratings. So I think it was like the first beer. I don't know if it was of a Swedish brewery or Omnipolo probably have had beers of that. I don't know, but it was it was up in like some top fifty list with big name like American brands. So it was like a really like everyone was super proud of this beer. But because it was a part of this beer week, um, we and and Stigberts wanted to keep brewing like that that beer or at least something similar to it and kind of take like a little bit of like you know like keep keep the ball rolling a little bit. We, we've made this uh, new and improved, <laughs> um, which I, I, I guess it was new and improved, but kind of, <laughs> I, I mean, it's such a hard thing for, to, for people to gauge with beer. I think like beers are just different. That's not always like, it's not like a new and improved recipe, like, but um, that was that was the idea there. Again, yeah, not my <laughs> Yeah, no, and I like it because if you, the, the new and improved circle, um, like I, the versatility, I think it, I've noticed you've used it for collaborations too, which I think is cool. Yeah, which is sort of like small little well. like subtle X's below that, and I think it's really, it's kind of cool because you know I love that lettering. It reminds me of like uh, you know concert posters from like this you know yeah. the seventies and you know kind of uh, Grateful Dead and Phil Moore and like the Doors and stuff like that it has that you know has that feel to it, and so to see you work with other words and try to, you know, and still, cause it's always great. You make something you're like, Oh, this is perfect how it is. But then when you have to do a, a new version of it, um, and you know, use it as you know, recently with uh, North brewing, I've saw it used. And yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah. And to, to keep it kind of, uh, 
align with that. It's, it's, it's really cool. And then it's a nice way for you to get a chance to change up some of the, the colors and, you know, in the, in the circle and, and what have you. Yeah. So it's super, super useful to have that kind of thing. If you, especially if you need to do a label, like, uh, in a day or something, <laughs> it's really good to have a, a few, a few kind of backup plans. Yeah. I've got time to draw to paint like a, a huge bird. <laughs> yeah. Now do you like, yeah, that's a good kind of uh, transition. How much time, uh, this is, you know, putting the, the, the brewery on, on blast a little bit, but how much time are you typically, uh, you know, given, uh, when they're reaching out, Hey Neil, we need a new label. You have how much time do you usually get? Um, yeah, it's, it's not, there's, there's no, there's no set process. I mean, Maybe there should be, but there isn't. It's it's it, we we get by and we get stuff done on time, but it's mostly like um, sometimes I'll have a week, sometimes I'll have two weeks, sometimes oh. I'll have a month, <laughs> and then sometimes it's like oh we forgot about this beer, um, we need it on Monday and it's Friday. <laughs> so th- there's been quite a lot of times where I've worked like over the weekends and stuff, but um, like I say, it's, I really enjoy it, so I it, it doesn't really bother me. I mean. I don't think we've ever really missed the deadline because I was too slow or, <laughs> or like whatever, or like it was too late. Um, but I mean, I'm an awful kind of procrastinator anyway. So deadlines are the shorter the better. <laughs> yeah, it cuts. Yeah, it cuts the delay. Like it basically just kind of fast forwarding to the the part that you normally be at anyway. So that's good. Yeah. Now, you mentioned working at agencies. Has that has that been helpful for you? Kind of. Uh, I, one of the things I've always found interesting is kind of taking feedback or, or criticism. I think that sometimes agencies can be a little, little rougher around the edges, but I think that people can learn from that. Has that, has that been helpful, kind of having kind of the little more rigidness of an agency and then having a little more freedom with the, the brewery? Uh, no. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 it definitely has. Um, I mean, I... I it's it's hard to see it like considering the kind of stuff I do now and the way we have this relationship that's kind of close it's like just between two people that we've been working together with that I've been working with for like seven six seven years now so it's not it's not the same feeling of like when when you're at an agency you have like us and them like the the agency and the client and it's always like a, a battle of like making sure that you have the right arguments to make sure that you sell things in. But I mean, it's obviously, it's, it's definitely must have helped me in, 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 in other places, but it, it, it I, like if, if I present something to the brewery and they, they don't like it, I usually just say, okay, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do something else. Whereas like if I was at an agency, I'd probably try and argue my way around like why it's <laughs> the best oh, okay. thing, you know, uh, I don't, it's, I'm kind of more, more willing to kind of see their point. Like when we've worked together for so long, that like there's just, there's no need to be, unless I'm super, super sure or something, which I rarely am. <laughs> um, it feels like there's, there's, it's better to just kind of try something else if something's not working. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, yeah, I think that, it's, but yeah, because I think that every, the evolution and being open, you know, the feedback has probably helped you kind of evolve or try something maybe that you weren't going to, try before and so i don't know i'm just still yeah. i still keep being drawn to the fact that you weren't painting before you started there and you know if like again it's neil uh paling on instagram n-e-a-l-e pay p-a-y-l-i-n-g and just to kind of see that you know evolution in a public you know setting like that i, I really 
I really love it and just kind of even I think you know even the birds have kind of become part of the the brewery's aesthetic a little bit with some of the you know the, merch, oh, yeah. the merchandise and, and what have you and so yeah I think it's really I think it's just kind of cool that that's just that's happened and like I said I love seeing the the paintings in one frame and then the next is kind of uh you know to use our our canvas puns here you're right it's a much smaller canvas you know which is was really interesting it's just uh yeah, yeah it's cool yeah, like the, the merch shop, like you say, that, that's that's been fun. Like that's been just like the last few years that they've started making stuff that's not just on the beer, but like on clothing and other different merch stuff, which is really it's fun to see. It's a testament. I mean, it's a testament to you. I think that their folks are probably are drawn to pun intended. I mean, actually, wasn't really intended, but um, just you know, your work on the labels, and that's you know they. Yeah you know making merchandise and all that is is a can be a pain in the ass and so the fact that you know probably the, the amount of people asking for it has uh probably you know helped with that so i think that you know in our brief in our brief friendship here i don't think you'd ever pat yourself on the back for that but i think that that's kind of one of the the real testaments to to the work that you're doing and helping to you know bring their brewery you know to life as we say yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's uh, it just, it makes it makes me happy when I see someone. Yeah, like, wearing around your shirt town. around town, right? Like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. That goes a little seagull on someone's chest. Yeah, that's but. what I was thinking. I was, <laughs> yeah, they got got to tell them to update the link on their website because I was trying to get the, on the Instagram. It goes to some ah. goes to some random page, yeah. which I don't. Yeah, it's a, it's for an event. I think that it was in the past, but yeah, I was going to go and see how I could yeah. order some shirts. But um, mm. and also I noticed right if you go to. Uh, I'm going to butcher it again, but uh, Stig Brigitte's uh, Instagram, which is S-T-I-G. We'll, we'll link it up for you, but I'm going to do a B-R-G-E-T-S. You know, yeah, we're just going to link it up for you folks. I, 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 no one is listening to this podcast with a pencil and writing down the, the link. So just go to Neil's page. And, Someone might be. Yeah, if they are, then just re- if you are, reach out. We'll, we'll, but um, some uh, if you scroll through, you can see you were talking about the larger sizes of some of your, your paintings. And that they have, you know, or have in the past showcased them, you know, in the brewery, which is really cool to see them much larger, uh, which I think is great. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, do you remember the first time, like, that your work was on a, a can? Like, do you remember the, the the first beer that, like, okay, this is me when you when, when you joined? Um. Yeah. You, you ask about can, but I guess you mean like. A, yeah. Yeah. Bottle what, label. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because when I started, there was no, we, they didn't have any canning stuff, so everything was bottles. Um, but th- there was something about can. When, when, now, when you say it, that like kind of feels even more legitimate. Like um, just the difference between a bottle and a can. Don't know what that is. Um, but um, yeah, I, the first one would maybe be um, like there's an elephant. I don't even know if that's on the Instagram. Like a, a trunk, and it's like. Um, it's got a beer and a little bowl of nuts. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was one of the first bottles. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was surreal, I suppose. It's hard hard to think so, so far back, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really cool. And then, like, then being doing stuff on cans, like, just the change of format was cool. Like, being having this little bit longer um, and then like often more of a kind of wrap around bigger bigger label was so much fun to kind of take on because the, the bottles we used to do they were often like we had like a little 
like a more traditional bottle style. I don't know if that, any of those are on my Instagram, but like um, with like a circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. So like the seagull used to be like inside a little circle and there were like two kind of flaps around the side. Um, and then suddenly when we went to Cannes, we, I was able to like take away the circle and kind of free, <laughs> free the bird, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a few of them on there. Yeah. You can see the, I think it's, there's one that's like a crab maybe. Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's on there. Yeah. So I, yeah, it, it, folks dive in. Cause I think it's fun just to, I don't know. I think that everyone uses the tools differently, but to what, what you're showing and even some of the like, okay, here's my painting. And I'm trying to get this photo, you know, for it and showing some of the, the camera work and what have you, or some of your sketches. That's some of my favorite stuff. Obviously the finished product yeah. is great, but it just, and it'll lead us to one of our next questions we have, which is kind of like showing where things have come from and that no one's, you know, doing everything on their first pass. And, you know, the, you know, the, what we talked about before, like the, the mistakes or I like to say like yeah. the perfect imperfections, right? I think it's, it's really, you know, it's, you can clean up everything if you really wanted to, but then at some point you just kind of have to release it and let it go and, you know, yeah. and, and be okay with it. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been told by uh, my girlfriend that I need to I need to start putting up more sketches and stuff. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I mean even though you say there's some stuff I'm I'm still pretty bad at like just putting up work in progress and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why either. I'm just like scared <laughs> of I don't know what like I should just get them up there. Yeah. It's like here, this is what I'm working on. Because yeah. I, know, I know it's interesting. but Yeah, be the next chapter. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're great. I mean, I think that what you're doing is, it's a, it's, it's cliche a bit, but it's part of the process and you're, you know, you're doing it and you, you're just figuring it out. Like early on, you can kind of see there's like these phases and I think mm. that uh, it's resonating with people. And, you know, I think that's been, I think that's what really is cool. Like I said, the fact that there's art and I think at some point or, you know, there's been prints that you're selling and what have you. So it's just kind of uh it's another sensory piece of the, of the brewery, which I think is, is a, you know, a testament to you and that, that trust that they had years ago to kind of just, okay, well, we'll work with Neil. We need labels. Yeah. He needs a job. And then, and now it's like a, now it's like a partnership and you know, you're, you're passionate about, you know, the brewery probably in ways you didn't think were possible. Yeah. I mean, it's such, such a, so thankful that they took that chance. It's like, doesn't make sense looking back. Like, like <laughs> Are you sure that was a good idea? Yeah. They did. <laughs> yeah, why did you want to work with me? What were you thinking there? No idea. <laughs> right place, right time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, yeah. And I think that now they're, you know, like I said, the, your, your work is part of the brand. I think that's one of the, the cooler things to see and to, to, you know, to have that, that faith in you and just go for it. Right. I think it's, uh, it's cool. I think it's really great. Yeah. It works out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we yeah, somebody your your career path I think is uh, we'll say it's non traditional, uh, you know I think that your your journey is an awesome story and I think that you still have you know I think what's great from from talking to you is kind of you're open to seeing what's next and who knows in a year or two you'll be you know maybe using different techniques or different styles of beers or you know, your your art but do you have any advice for somebody who's kind of I don't know or or, or what would you advise your to early Neil, like, I don't know, just somebody who's kind of getting started and has an itch, you know, they think that they might want to go down this path. Oh yeah. That's, it's difficult that because I didn't, I don't think I had the itch. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do and I just kind of, <laughs> kind of got lucky. Um, but 
um, advice advice to young Neil would be just like kind of try harder in school <laughs> but um then i probably wouldn't be here anyway so i mean if somebody yeah, else who wants yeah, that's the hard part because you, you're, yeah. you're right if you had, if you'd gotten uh you know high honors and what have you you know who knows what you'd be doing you could you know it's it's still in, it's still in you I, I don't i believe that the art was in you you might have come the way you're discovering it now is differently but um i don't know i uh, I, my wife might not like this, but somebody whose you know families are teachers, like I think that you know everyone learns and comes uh, kind of finds themselves in different ways. And sometimes uh, I think she would probably agree with that. But school is not for everybody, and so I, I don't think that also defines our successes. You know, I think that you know, which you know, I think you're you're a great example of that you did, and also you're determined. You you went for it, even you, know, you took a chance and did something that maybe you know you didn't have the the grades to, to show that we were. You know, should but good on you man yeah i mean i guess what I, I, the only thing i could say because i mean um i can't say that i, I worked really hard to get in touch with stick but i guess i i worked hard to to keep working for them like just to like make sure i always delivered stuff on time and like i say like listen to what they what they're asking for and just just try to do like a good job for the client that i did have <laughs> yeah uh, so I mean, yeah, if you get something, like give give it give it a good go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. Now, um, are you a are you a beer drinker? Do you enjoy do you enjoy the the fruits of your labor, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I do. I do. I I drink quite a lot of different stuff. Um, like like I say, Steve do a lot of a lot of IPAs, but they also do. Of stouts. Um, I mean, they recently they did like a, a triple and a, um, a barley wine, and like so they, they they don't just kind of stick to the 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 hype train, <laughs> even though they're definitely definitely on board. <laughs> yeah, and those labels, the the triple and the the barley wine, I like because you know those are older styles, and I think that those labels, you know, uh, are a little more topography heavy. And so I think it's kind of a nice, uh, kind of uh, yeah. yeah appreciation for the the style and, and where it's come from, and it, it's yeah. that throwback flap you were talking about before with the exactly the, the oval, yeah. Yeah, I mean th- those labels are some of my favorites actually. I mean, I mean if you look closely, there are some birds there as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just the uh, little simpler kind of line drawings. Uh, kind of, it's really hard to see in that picture, but they're drinking from little tiny beer bottles and tiny beer cans that are hanging in this kind of floral, <laughs> like old old fashioned. <laughs> oh, okay. I can I, I can I can see it, but I can't see. It. I can I can mentally get there, but yeah, I see the birds. I just can't see the the uh, oh yeah yeah the, the vines with the the beers intertwined. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, I, I I drink like like I say like the stuff that Steve Bates make. Um, but I also like quite a lot of different like sours, like uh, different Belgian beers. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I really like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, it's funny like you were saying that the hype trains or whatever. What? Well, yeah, I remember when I was over, I was like, I was trying to get all the Belgians and stuff I couldn't get, and the early <laughs> places were having so many IPAs, and it was just like, no, you're not like this is not the place to have that stuff. You, you know, we I can get that. Yeah, that's that's a U.S. trick. Uh, but no, yeah. I, I did get to spend a, a day in. Uh, in Belgium and kind of dive oh, in. Nice. Oh yeah, it was it was quite nice. It was wonderful with the uh, Cantillon and uh, Three Fonts. 
And, oh, we did this exact yeah. same. I did the exact same trip. <laughs> yeah, it was it was incredible, right? Uh, yeah, and so I spent a lot. Of, it was yeah. The, the one of them, three uh, F has the like a shipping room in the brewery. So that was like, oh, that was like, it was amazing. There's like, yeah, you can yeah. ship these back. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I don't have to worry about trying to get these back, back to the States. So it was, it was a wonderful trip. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, this, this one's going to be interesting given the international aspect of the, of the episode. Um, when you're creating, do you, do you listen to music or just in general, do you have types of music that you're, you're into now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I knew you'd ask this question, and I should have prepared better. Um, I, I mean, I, I like so many different genres. I don't have like a like this. I hate this genre, or I, I mm -hmm. only listen to this, or that kind of thing. But um, I had a look in like what my recent yeah. Yeah, most recent yeah. playlist was. Yeah, even better. <laughs> uh, been listening to a lot of uh, the Felice Brothers. There, I mean, they're American. Yeah. Do you know those guys? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I love those guys. Um, they they were in Gothenburg uh, just before Corona came, oh, wow. so I got got to see them, uh, which yeah, still like crazy how like I think if they'd have been like a week later they they wouldn't they, I think they wouldn't have been touring. That's so, cool. yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I, I I don't have like a specific kind of music that I listen to when I'm working, um, but um, yeah, I, I like to have music on, kind of helps the flow. All right, what are the last couple? Uh, artists you've listened to? Mm, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Last most recent. Uh, I have my computer in front of me, so I can check. Oh yeah, this is this. I mean, I might even. Yeah, I sometimes just like this. This question isn't. I know folks think I have this great moderation or whatever, but this question is completely for everyone who ever listens. This has nothing. This is almost like me separate stepping out of the podcast. And it's like, okay, I need to learn. I want to hear some new music and that yeah, has nothing to do. I mean, sometimes the stories that come up from it are really cool. How, you know, depending on the, the label or the client, they have certain, like they have a rich, like a ritual, but yeah, I just like, give me some new music. What do you got new? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not so new. Last most recent, I was listening to some Bevard underground. Ooh, yeah. Um, and King Creosote, maybe you don't know who he is. Mm, no, it doesn't. It's no. Scottish, yeah. um, Scottish kind of folk, indie yeah. folk okay. guy. Uh, a lot of kind of sad, sweeping stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like to kind of pepper my playlist with like super sad stuff and super uplifting stuff. So you kind of go on a, a ride. Well, I have one for you. Uh, it's, a, it's an American artist, uh, but kind of in, yeah. I don't know if they're, exactly like the fleece brothers but kind of have that you know americana as they call it or folk but yeah. it's called camp but it's with two a's so it's c-a-a-m-p yeah <laughs> yeah which is the worst when you're trying to get one of your devices to play it and you like have to oh, yeah. <laughs> i like to play ah, it's like i don't know what that is so you just have to go buy the album but they have a i guess it's their their most recent i think they have a new single that's out but it's like live from newport musical yeah and uh uh, I think I just turned on my one of my devices here. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, Alexa. <Okay>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's another one I played, the Ava Brothers, which we like a lot. But yeah, it's live from Newport Music Hall, and it's like it's gritty, but it's yeah, it's good. It's good storytelling. Oh, I, I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, lo I love when there's a, a good story in the, the text as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, and given that we are in the age of. Uh, Corona, how are you and everyone over there doing and how are, how are things? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I guess Sweden. Did you hear like about Sweden in the beginning? Like how it was a yeah. fair bit of press, at least out, out in Europe outside of Sweden, that like it was kind of we didn't really close down like anywhere else. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. If people, yeah, uh, Sweden here in the states, if people are anti-mask or whatever, yeah. which is we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole. But it's just uh, yeah, everyone says, oh look what they did in Sweden, and then and then yeah. So I, I I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I I I don't, I don't know what the status is today, but I mean, it, it seemed like it it kind of worked like uh, for the economy, like it helps, like stuff kept going around, but um. I mean, there was. If you look at the neighboring countries, there's a lot more uh, cases and deaths in Sweden than there were in like Norway or Denmark. So yeah, I'm kind of divided on that, I guess. But um, it in terms of how how Stigbates. Uh, so just you, like yeah, just you, just or me. yeah, how's yeah. life? Yeah, I mean, just kind of. I would I mean, say they, yeah. If, so the breweries just kind of stayed open then, so it wasn't really. Um, it kept running. I mean, like the there were people that got like uh, furloughed. You know, like they go down in work less hours, and the, the government kind of comes in with a bit of helpful extra uh -huh. money. Um, but that that didn't last that long because I guess people kept kept drinking beer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's how it's It's like all the vices, right? We yeah, the, yeah. We don't have it's not fully legal. It's like a state by state, but marijuana, like the states that have it, mm -hmm. like. Um, you know, that's been wild and the breweries, right. I don't know if, yeah, I wouldn't say they're at full capacity, but curbside has been great. And then some of the, the laws have been amended to allow for, for delivery that wasn't you know available before. So it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, yeah. yeah, people are drinking probably more than ever. Yeah. It, it hit all like the restaurant branch yeah, and bars really hard. Yeah. I mean, cause th they were, I think they were all. Did they get closed? It's, it's hard to remember now. It's, it's been so long, this corona thing. <laughs> um, but they, they took a real hit um, to start with um, because, like, the government recommended that you didn't go out to bars and restaurants and stuff. But there's there was still quite a lot of sales through, like, the, the Swedish alcohol shop. Are, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I've actually come yeah. to, yeah, through uh, Daryl and, and Carl and, and also oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few other, uh, yeah, we have... Uh, yeah, one of our American guests who lives over, he doesn't live in Sweden, but yeah, kind of, uh, I know way more than I ever thought I would. Yeah, which is, yep. <laughs> which is interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting kind of system they have, but um, it's it's definitely helped uh, a lot of breweries get through Corona. Um, I don't know how it would have gone without them, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of people that have negative things to say about it, but um, I'm pretty thankful that, it's, that it exists. <laughs> yeah. I think like it's a really, weird. really super um, distribution kind of thing. Just simplified, yeah. yeah that's what, yeah. yeah. There's some again. It's like weird here. I mean, we're one. They say you know when you look at it right in the, on paper, we're one country, but when you like dive in, it's kind of more like a the European Union in a way, where we all each state has mm -hmm. it's like all these different laws. Some states, yeah, you know, right. Pennsylvania, where I'm from, the the state runs the. You can only buy liquor in one store, and then you can buy right. you know, beer and related at other stores. And then for a while, you can only buy like a full case of beer. And then they had to like branch out and do it. It's, it's weird. And at some stage, you can buy it 
at a supermarket. Other states, you can buy it at a gas station, which was was weird. So it's like depending where you go, it's all these. All these, all these yeah, it's really yeah. I remember because yeah, when I where I grew up, it was X and Y, and that was it. And so like you know, coming here, you'd go, you know, you'd go get you know, fill up your car, and then you could you know, next to the Gatorade was you know a case of you know Budweiser, and it was just kind of this. It's super. It was super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, I might be like that in the UK. I don't know. <laughs> my, my, my English memories are fading away after seven years here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. When I mean the fact that you're asking me for my opinion uh, <laughs> from our trip, but I'm trying. Yeah, I think we were able to buy. Yeah, there was bottle shops, and then even in like the the markets, you could buy like individual cans. Like you could buy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, so that, that that's, was, it's definitely like that. It was. They were. I mean. I'll never complain about the price of beer here in the States. That was like, to me, it was like, yeah, eight, nine oh, euros for like I, one can. It was like, whew, all right. That was a lot of, yeah, it was a little crazy, but yeah. Yeah, that's strange. The, I don't know if there's like, if, I don't know why, but whenever, whenever I go back to England, like uh, on a holiday or whatever, and I go to a bottle shop, like I'll, I'll see they've got some Stieg Bates and it's cost so much money <laughs> like you think like sweden is an expensive country like that has a bit of a rumor for being like that but not 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 in the craft beer scene compared to england yeah i remember because we, yeah, we had done a few interviews um recently and so i was like okay i gotta get you know it's like a weird thing if i can do it you know on the friday when the episode goes live i try to you know drink from one of the breweries that they're uh, you know associated with and it's 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 fun and we're i was over there and i was like okay and I was like super excited to to dive in, and it was like the, the price tags was insane. It was insane, but oh, yeah. I mean, you, know, you only you only live once, and so it was fine. But it was just kind of like people complaining. I mean, I think people just I think that's more of a, a higher theory in general. People just complain in general, but um, it was just kind of uh, it was really cool to to kind of have that experience. And so I, I don't know. I think experience must be strange buying it like a, a New England IPA <laughs> that's been made by a British brewery that costs like three times as much as you pay. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, cause we went to, yeah, we went to Cloudwater and they had done uh, a collaboration with a few, you know, with other half and a few American breweries and they yeah. had their own versions of it. And so it was it was cool. But yeah, I remember, you know, it got Lervig and, you know, a few other ones. And so, yeah, it's, it's all part of the story. I don't know. I, won't, I don't, I'm not going to, remember that money I spent. I remember, you know, being, in, being in England and you know, having that, you know, uh, having all these cool different beers on the, you know, Northern Monk and all this different, you know, it was, it was just, uh, Lervig and left-handed, uh, giant. And so, yeah, it was, it was well worth it. So yeah. I, I remember that much more than I do, uh, that, that money, you know, if you, my, my wife says, you know, you know, you gotta work, you know, you work to live, not live to work. And so that's kind of what we've been trying to do more of. Yeah, definitely. Well, Neil, I uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I I, I really uh, loved hearing your story. I think that um, I hope that when you listen back, you'll really see all of the, the the unique and great journey you've been on, and how you're continuing to evolve as an you know as an artist, and how much your your style has become kind of become uh, you know part of the brewery, and you know really uh, how much people really love it. So I know I'm a big fan, and uh, I just wanted to thank you once again for for being a part of the project. Yeah, well, thank you. It's so so nice of you to say. Um, it's been yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, and like I say, I've listened to so many episodes of your, the, the podcast and learned like about so many different artists that now I like follow and love that stuff. So 
yeah, great work as well. Thanks, my friend. And yeah, our hope uh, now that we have uh, a good good chunk of friends now over in Sweden is, is to get over there and to break bread and you know, have some drinks and kind of uh, yeah catch up in 3D. So uh, oh, definitely. yeah, I uh, I don't think I'll have to twist my wife's arm too much if I tell her I want to go to Sweden soon. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, the top room's open. So <laughs> all right, all right. Well, good. Uh, put me to work and we'll uh, we'll do it up. And uh, again, thank you so much for 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 being a guest and. Uh, thanks, Daryl, for for the recommendation. And uh, yeah, you know, if there's a, and uh, yeah, now you're up. You have to recommend somebody, so no pressure. So you have some time, but uh, yeah, be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. Right, cheers. Good speaking to you. Bye. There you have it, folks. Episode 172 is officially in the books. I want a special thanks again to Neil Paling for being a part of this episode. I want to thank Daryl Denecker for the recommendation. You're on the clock now, Neil, so you have to recommend somebody and keep the, the circle of life moving. I will say that the recommendations that we get and the word of mouth are my favorite. It's, I mean, the episodes sometimes aren't always great. You know, they can't all be, you know, home runs. Right, the you know, in baseball, if you bat 300, you're considered a you know a Hall of Fame stats. So, but to me, they're really great because somebody else is not being selfish and they're looking at someone else's work and admiring that and respecting them and seeing their process and their hard work. And it's really a, a wonderful community. It doesn't always have to be this competition, and it's just a really great thing. So. We've, we've probably had several dozen at this point that have come from other guests or, you know, who we've met through individuals and they come with, you know, no end game. They get nothing out of it. Just, you know, being a good human, decency, you know, humanity. And it's just, uh, it's just wonderful. So I hope you were introduced to somebody new. We love when we have the ability to connect with folks around the world. We think it's great. We're really lucky and we just uh, continue to do this each and every week in introducing you to the artists and designers literally from around the world who are bringing us you know, our favorite beers and breweries and some breweries and beers that we've never had or tried. So it's great to have a, you know, to have a, you know, a life list. We're you know, moving away. That was one of Dallas things, moving away from the bucket list and a, you know, a life list to get over to Sweden when you know, this dumpster fire you know, gets finally extinguished. And you know, meet some of our friends on their home turf and, you know, see the world and see all of our new friends and hopefully, you know, connect with uh, with all of you once again and do another, you know, the Art of Craft Beer event. We've been uh, reaching out to folks and so we'll throw it out there into the universe. You know, they say if you say it or continue to mention it, you can make things happen. So just with, you know, with all that's going on, we really love this project that we're all doing together in the community that we're building so we are focused we're not sure how we're gonna get there but we are focused and committed to doing a book and hopefully we'll be able to you know share news with you in the future whenever that is you know once we have more clarity but we are knocking on doors we are trying to do some research and learn some more so we will you know keep you updated on that as it goes obviously because we want you to you know, have that in your home and share that and take it with you. So we thank you again. I'm AJ, AJ160ZCanvas.com. 
Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 16OZ Canvas. And please leave us a review or ratings wherever it is that you indulge in your podcast. And you know, tell a friend, spread the word. And if this is your first time, welcome. And if you've been here for, for many, many uh, episodes, we, we thank you. We are honored when we hear that we're part of you know, people's rituals and their experiences and that they look forward to the, the new episodes that come out uh, every Friday here in the U.S. So we thank you all. Until next week, I'm AJ, and we're out. Cheers, my friends.